Welcome back, episode 13. I'm your host, Big Cheese. Callie West sitting out on this one as she's out uh, probably painting or something. Uh, someone check her blood. Her blood. I think she's under the influence at the moment. Um, <laughs> so I want to welcome to the show uh, Farah from 88.0 FM over in Kuwait. We're international. Hey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you, Cheese? Oh man, I am super excited to have you on the show. I know we're definitely getting... not more excited than me. Seriously. Oh man, uh, when we started this small little venture in podcast world, we did not know that we would meet so many people from around the world. And we're not even a big podcast. We're not like one of these mega podcasts. <laughs> we're just a small little operation over here in New York City, and mm-hmm. we have been able to connect with one of some of the most wonderful people in the industry, in in the culture, doing their part to help the culture. Um, and we definitely felt that having you on the show was a must, must do. So thank you thank so you. much for being amazing. Thank you for time. having me. Um, I wanted to really talk about what makes your story so special because you host a hip-hop radio show in Kuwait. You're in Kuwait right yeah. now. <laughs> How is that? How did that happen? What is the story there? Well, I'm a born and raised Kuwaiti, so um, it's not too far fetched that I'd be that, that I'd be doing something hip hop centric in Kuwait. So um, I was actually a banker before I became a radio host. It was just one day where I was like, you know what? I've wanted to do radio for as long as I can remember. Like, why not do it right now? So I just quit my job and I started hosting literally the next week. And wow. I had no idea what I was doing, but like I've loved hip hop all my life, so it just felt like second nature. It it was just kind of awkward being on the air the first time. Yeah. But um, after a while, I just kind of built a fan base. I built an audience, a brand, like, and I just kind of went with it, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that. Like, I wanted to do a hip hop radio show, and I didn't know how I'd go about it at first because Kuwait does have. A hip-hop scene like and we do have fans as well but I was like pushing it to the next level like I was telling them about the history and all the things that I knew like I wanted this hip-hop scene in Kuwait to become something much much bigger than what it is and and it's so weird because once you become a part of this platform people start approaching you saying like oh I've been making music for years but like I haven't told anyone about it because no one will listen like will you play my music so it just kind of escalated from there, and it, was, it has been amazing so far, honestly. The feedback has been wonderful. The opportunities have been endless. Like, hip-hop is just a beautiful thing to me, and now just being a part of the culture in, in my own way is, is indescribable, honestly. Yeah, that that sounds exactly a little bit like how we're doing things over here. Like, we we, we, we had these, me and Cali West had these conversations on a daily um, mm-hmm. We never meant to do a show. We never meant to broadcast anything. We never. We, it, these are conversations that we have, and we're not. We, mm-hmm. we never claim to know anything. We just love the music. Um, and when you love something, you just happen to know. We didn't realize how much we knew um, until we just started talking about <laughs> right? it. Right. Right. Once you start talking, you're like, oh my god, that's right. Like I remember learning this or hearing this, and it's just sharing your experiences and memories. It, it's so personal, but it's so beautiful at the same time. Like hey. people can relate. Yeah, and and that's relate. the best part. Uh, what what in in the what drew you to hip hop? What were some of your early memories of hip hop when you were oh, younger? Wow. Like wow, <laughs> what what is this? Who that is, is such this? a loaded question, cheese? That is I such know. a loaded question. Like I I've been listening to music ever since I can remember. Like, but hip hop for me was 
ever since I was seven. That's like my earliest memory of, of listening to hip hop. My sister used to play a lot of these tapes, these bootleg tapes that we get from music stores here. Like hip hop was so hard to find, but there was this one store uh, that used to sell CDs and he used to bring soundtracks also from the States. He used to bring like Blue Streak and, and, yeah. and all these like random, random, random soundtracks, right? Booty Call and Tu Wong Fu and yeah. And I was just like, okay, like you'd hear some good tracks on there and I'd like I'd get tapes from him from time to time when I could afford them. But for the most part, it was usually my sister buying tapes and me um, kind of like listening to whatever she was playing. And one day she was playing People's Instinctive Travels and I fell in love with Bonita Applebaum. And I was like, wait, this is the jam. Like, yeah. what is this? This is not like anything I've ever heard before, right? So it just kind of escalated from there. Everything grew into this snowball of love for hip-hop after that song. So a Tribe Called Quest uh, ushered you into this, like, fandom. In the most beautiful way, man. Yeah. Because, because being in Kuwait, it, it's, it's very different for a woman, right? Like, we're not oppressed in any way, but there are these things that happen within our society that make you feel like an outsider if you don't conform. Like, you have to look a certain way, you have to be of certain standards, you have to dress a certain way. And if you are somewhat of an outsider, like you feel shunned, right? And, and I've always been the odd one out with my friends, with my family. I'm always like the little black sheep, right? So having music like Tribe, like Dela, all of the native tongues, Queen Latifah, MC Light, telling you that it's cool to be who you are. Like it's okay to be who you are. Like be the individual, break that norm, that constant that you have in your society and, and just speak for yourself it was so awesome like that was the message that really really drew me in yeah that affirmation is so important um and yeah. it's, it's funny last night um and i'm, I'm time stepping this for people who hear it um <laughs> i had a conversation with me Callie west and julianne over at dash radio she's a nice. wonderful 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 person who loves hip-hop and she's in charge of um programming uh, the whole station over at Dash Amazing. Radio. And you can check her out over at Dash Radio, download the iOS. And she does her, her part, department that she does is Native Rhymes, which goes nice. perfectly. You guys can talk about Tribe all day. Um, and she's <laughs> one of the people we want to actually link you up with. because Oh, that would be so have, awesome. You have Both of you have a beautiful spirit. And then, oh, and thank Callie you. West, West as well. Um, we were talking about Tribe last night for a good two hours. And we oh. and that episode is going to come out next week. Um, oh, I so can't I wait! Want to check you out, but she, we both, we all talked about how hip hop, and there's some ups and downs with hip hop. Of course, we know this, uh -huh. but hip hop does allow for people to be unique, to be out there, to venture out there in a way that a lot of cultures don't. So there, hip hop oh, has sure. always been rebel music. It mm -hmm. always been rock and roll. It's always been yes. against the grain. How, was that a part of your of growing up in, in Kuwait? Was that part of your family? Did your family feel about it? I know my family, my mom was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Mom, I come from a very conservative, religious oh. family. My, 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 oh, mom, okay. my mom's a pastor. My older brother's a pastor. Oh, wow. I grew okay, up in wow. the church. So having things like voice to man, Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> Shai, was like not really welcome in my house. I had to like yeah. buy tapes take the covers out, erase the labels for no one knew what I was listening oh, to. Oh, wow. Because they would find it 
and um and just discard it. And I'm like, yo, I just spent ten bucks on that. And at fourteen, thirteen, <laughs> money was hard to come by. Oh um, no, for sure. So how yeah, was yeah. that for you? Um, it, I was. I grew up in a liberal household, and I still I still am part of a very very liberal household. Like no one actually told me what to do or like what to listen to or like you can't do this, you can't do that. But uh, so speaking in terms of our society, like when I was say, I remember when I was twelve or maybe even earlier than that, ten to twelve around that time, I was listening to Jay Z and Foxy Brown and Emil and and all of these like New York rappers, right? And my friends were into the Spice Girls and. Backstreet Boys, and I was seriously the odd one out. So, for me, I, I always felt like I had to kind of explain my stance and be like, "Yo, like you, you gotta understand. Like this is so cool. Like listen to what they're saying and this and that. Listen to this beat. Listen to that beat." Uh, but they just didn't get it. So no one was actually against what I did or what I was listening to up until I started radio, and then things started to. Hit the fan, you know. Like everybody was like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like, you left a, a high-paying job to go play at a radio station. Like, this isn't a real future. And what are you doing?" I remember my dad, God rest his soul. Like when I first started radio, he was so upset with me. He wouldn't talk to me for months, wow. and he was just like, "What are you doing? Like, are you seriously becoming a radio host?" And I'm like, "Yeah." But then he started to see all the opportunities that came through all all of the radio work that I was doing and like I DJ too so it was just opening up all these doors for me and and people would say all these great things and and he started to see why it was so important to me so no one ever actually told me like don't do this or don't listen to that but it took a while to get people's support in the yeah. long run you know yeah absolutely I'm a father of three I have oh two, wow! Two boys and a, a <laughs> brand new beautiful daughter. Oh, congratulations! I, thank you. I am I'm very liberal and very much encourage my kids do what you mm -hmm. want. Don't do what daddy yeah. wants you to do. That's why I never exactly. talk to them like I want you to do this. I don't even teach. I don't even encourage them to be like go be an A student. I tell them be a good studier. There I, you go. There's a difference in my like when they get homework. I don't care if they get the answers right or wrong. I, of course, that's important. Mm -hmm. But I have them practice how to study and prepare. Yeah, and, and as long as they're difference. trying too, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a big difference uh -huh. when, when you want to raise kids. It's like we force them to do certain things, but I try to think about the mechanics that will help them in their life long yeah. journey when I'm here and I'm not here, and just having good habits. Is, and study habits <laughs> is, is always important. So I can understand um, a parent's point of view. Yeah. But you could also understand it. it makes sense when you have when you see your kids smile, when when you see they're happy. They're struggling, but even in the struggle, they're super happy with what they're doing. Oh no, for sure. But my dad was um, a university professor. Like he had a PhD in chemical engineering, and my brother is also a scholar as well. So also, so, so for that, me that, being that like that bar was high then. Yeah, way too high. And, and for me to be like the other type of scholar, like the hip hop scholar, as I, I like to refer to myself as, like they were just like, oh, you're just wasting your time and this and that. But once they see how happy it makes me, it all changes. So yeah, I, keep doing what, what you're doing, so honestly. Funny. I relate to that so much, Mike. Yeah. I, I didn't have a, my father wasn't in the picture, though he's a good man. Mm -hmm. Some people just would never born to be a father, and he's just one of those yeah. people. But yeah. he's a wonderful person. Um, I'm my sure. older brother mm -hmm. set the standards so high because he's a Supreme mm -hmm. Court, he's a Supreme Court judge. 
Uh, oh wow! I know, and I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, okay, brother. Uh, I'm not gonna. You do re- you, and I'll to- do me. Yeah, and then my other brother is equally as a high rank, even though I, I, you know, I do run uh, my own programs and things like mm-hmm. that, um, especially in the social work field. Um, that's very high expectations, so I can relate to that. Um, I'm gonna. I'm really interested in in how the response to your radio show has happened um because it, 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 it's it's is it english is it is sp- spoken in the in the in the lang in your language is it it's where in- what is what's going on there okay so i started radio back in 2013 and i had a daily hip-hop radio show on another radio station it was a public radio station and it was only in english so i was the first kuwaiti female to host a radio show that was entirely about hip-hop and I did that for three years and then a private radio station was established which is 88.8 FM and uh, I was offered a chance to be a part of it still keep my identity still keep my brand but at the same time incorporate Arabic into my my day-to-day like the, the way I speak to my audience like I try to be more relatable I include a lot of Khaliji hip-hop Khaliji hip-hop being like Khaliji means from the Gulf. Yeah. So like Middle Eastern, like you have um, rappers from Saudi Arabia, rappers from Qatar, from Oman, from Bahrain, like all of these artists coming together to create this unique sound from the Middle East that I want to include as part of my dialogue, you know, because we can't just keep focusing on what's going on in New York and Cali and And this is why I felt reaching out to you and understanding how hip-hop is interpreted and Mm -hmm. practiced and evolved in other places is so important like i would love to know those i would love a a link to here because that's what we want that's the beauty of it and um american hip-hop has lost a lot of its original purpose Mm -hmm. especially as you throw money at it Oh, no, um, for sure. And it's, you know, it's a little sad to watch at times, but there's still very, yeah. very good music out there. Um, but the, the the urgency of the music is not mm-hmm. there as much. You know, you got Kendrick, oh, no, for sure. you got J. Cole, you got a couple other people out there that mm-hmm. push, but they don't, they also get pushed down for yeah. speaking against the grain or not being turned up, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm definitely interested in hearing like rebel urgent <laughs> against the grain i, I, I would love to, to link you to some songs i would love to link you absolutely. to some songs absolutely and we'll definitely uh, do that especially and then I'll with link the rise yeah especially with the rise of the the arab spring in, in in egypt and you have north africa as well like tunisia morocco uh some palestinian artists as well jordanian syrian uh there are a lot of rappers in those areas that speak so politically and so heavily of what's going on you know in kuwait obviously we don't have much of this because we're very laid back we don't have any political turmoil any of that so we're just having a good time but you can even hear our identity through our rap songs right we have a local rap artist named daffy who i absolutely love he's such a good friend and uh, the music he makes is just straight up fun right yeah so that's important it, yeah like people forget that hip-hop is also supposed to be fun so we have a little bit of both. We have the, the the rappers that rap in Arabic, and it's usually really aggressive and political and charged. And then those who rap in also English and Arabic that try to have fun with it. So we get the best of both worlds out here. 
Yeah. And I would really love to share some links with you. Maybe you could like showcase them one day or listen Absolutely. to them on your own time. Like you would really, really love them. Absolutely. You know, I, that is what we're trying to do um, and expose people to different sounds. This is why we're never going to, we're never, the Crush A Lot podcast group never wants to go, never wants to get too big and never wants <laughs> to reach for those stars that are up there. We want people who are doing it from the ground. Um, mm -hmm. People, we do it like for you. the culture. Yeah, we do it for the culture. <laughs> people like you, people like Julianne over at Dash Radio, people like Malik Cara over in Baltimore. I, I never met you people. I never. Uh, <laughs> I would love to meet you, honestly. Yeah, I would I, seriously I love to meet you. I feel connected to all of you because of hip hop. For real. That's what makes hip hop so special. But in hip hop, there's a connection mm -hmm. of community. There's an, uh, there is the idea of that we're in this together, no matter what yes. our differences yes. are. Um, and that is what the Crush A Lot podcast crew is. No, we're not going to be able to get Q-Tip on the show. I will love it. And if I do, <laughs> you and Julianne and Cali West will be on the call. But I'm sure we can all talk to Q-Tip all <laughs> well, day. Well, thank you. But let I'd me rather, know when you do, yeah, because like, I have a lot I'm, of questions I'm, for him. <laughs> uh, saying that, if you ever come around Beyonce, I want you to think of me. I, I, be, I believe... Her, her marriage to Jay-Z is a sham. I think she would be happier with a guy like me. She loves I know Brooklyn she would be, people. honestly. I, I'm great with kids. Aww. I'm great with kids. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I live in Brooklyn. You like Brooklyn people? I'm from Brooklyn. Um, well, shit, if you're offering, then I'll take the offer because I want to move to Brooklyn and I would love to be with a guy like you. Yeah, if, <laughs> you're if, great. Listen, you're listen, seriously great. If, when you're in Brooklyn, let us know because we want oh, people no, for to go. Oh, no, for sure. I'm, I'm over here thinking, how am I going to get to Kuwait? When can I go to Kuwait? No, my God. I would love to have you out here. So I would love to have you out here. That's one of the things here. we do. Uh, yeah. Let's, let, where, what, how did you feel about when you first heard Tribe is releasing a new album? I honestly cried. <laughs> I, I, I cried because my, with Five passing away, just having that, like, that, that it was so heavy, right? And then having an album release and you know that one person is not going to be on it, it, it just kind of like, it hits you. And then you're like, but wait, I've waited all my life to feature a new Tribe album on a radio show. And here it is, like the moment is actually presenting itself to me. Like here, Farah, we have a radio show or you have a radio show and it's hip hop centric. And A Tribe Called Quest is releasing their first album in 18 years, a day after you start your new job. So wow. this is like meant to be like, here, play these songs, let everyone hear them. And that was the first thing I did. Like I opened my first show with We The People, and I played enough uh, space program. I, like, I, I just sprinkled the entire show with Tribe tracks, old and new, and then we did a, a, a tribute to Fife, which was two hours of a Tribe Called Quest jams and Fife jams, which was really, really fun. And like people who don't know a Tribe Called Quest actually called in and said, like, wait, who are these guys? I was like, wait, they've been around for like more than 20 years now. So. Welcome to the party, you know? That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Great. I have a similar story where, I, I, you know, I don't do radio and we uh -huh. release podcasts on a bi-weekly basis, but that album came out when we, the week of our election. And oh, wow. so President-elect Trump just mm -hmm. got one denomination, mm. and I'm not... I'm very confused. I'm very mm -hmm. disorientated. I'm thinking about my kids as a father. 
how to yeah. navigate the next four years with someone who I don't share the same values yeah. with. Now, I'm not the type of person that will dismiss him. I'm the mm -hmm. type of person that says, I don't know how we could be on the same page when we have so many different value systems. Uh -huh. And that's my been my approach. So, yeah. you know, I'm, me and Callie West are very very vocal <laughs> about our political and social stance because we that's what we do for our living mm -hmm. so when that album dropped that friday and it's been very crazy in new york city in terms of just how we feel and where we're going what do we do mm -hmm. it it's was a comfort right it's what i needed it's what yeah. i needed it, it just rejuvenated and got me that's ready for, the, for the fight that's gonna yes. happen um for the next for years, um, you know, I'm also looking at uh, January 20th when the team officially takes over. But I, mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things where I'm I'm interested to see where music and art and poets go mm -hmm. the next four years. Like you have all this feeling. inspiration. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> telling Cali West and telling people like, let's see what our artists do because this could be a golden era, a new golden era of music and art. And I feel poetry. it coming. Yeah, honestly, so I honestly feel it coming. So the podcast and your radio show and Julianne and Malik Carroll and Sir Loveday, people who've been on the show, Ray, uh, Ray Castro, I Am Rock, uh, Andy Minio, all those people are here being a mm -hmm. part of the show. And I'm like, yeah, four years of Donald, but we're going to have four years of some remarkable kaleidoscope tapestry stuff i feel it that. i honestly feel it cheese like the minute that album dropped and i was just listening to everything i was like wait this is like inspiration for all of these new age rappers like get back to where you need to be get your head right basically and just focus on what's going on in the world and see how we can change how people feel with music like hip-hop albums great. have saved my life time and time again right uh, Common B album, of course, is a game changer for me. Like it's, it honestly saved my life in, in one of my lowest points. And I'll never forget that like that's the beauty of hip hop and that's the beauty of music is that it can uplift you, it can inspire you, it can challenge your thoughts, it can it it, it, it starts a conversation. And it's yeah. super, super important to have that in our yeah. world today. Absolutely. Let me throw you some some random questions and try to catch you off guard a little bit who's <laughs> right. who's like give me your top three mcs oh wow <laughs> this question always kills me because I, like if i leave <laughs> someone out they're gonna be like oh how did you not say like so and so well let's say not top three <laughs> three three of your favorites because okay. even on this show we argue who's the best versus who's your favorite like i could okay. say q-tip is one of my favorites but i don't mm -hmm. think he's one of the best mcs like Mm -hmm. this, like not compared to Kendrick or any of but well, he's oh, no, like sure. one of my favorites. Um, uh -huh. So who are your, like your three favorites that you always looking for, making sure you're on top of them, making sure that you consume their stuff? Uh, Black Thought for sure. Uh, the Roots, Black Thought. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And Nas. I, I don't know. Nas just kind of gives me that like the feeling of drinking hot chocolate on on a on a cold day. Like he's just comfort for me. So you just, you just make Cali West happy. That's her favorite. <laughs> Nas bought a painting from Cali West because Cali no West is Yeah. So ah. and they and they kicked it for a little bit as That's well. So dope. Yeah, it's it's one of those <laughs> amazing things that you just you learn about people. So Nas is definitely for sure. I'm looking forward to whatever he drops. Mm -hmm. um, what is like uh, what is your your favorite albums um a few albums that are always in rotation lately 
Uh, of course, a track called Quest Midnight Marauders never leaves yeah. rotation. It is always in rotation. Um, oof. That's tough. The, the <laughs> that one, I, really, the really one, tough. The, as you're thinking about it, one of the one of the albums I love a lot is the Black Star Mosef Khalid Khalid. Oh, oh my uh, God, yes. Uh, that, that is album, like a, I wish that is a great up. album. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I feel with Mos Def coming back, like, it, it could happen. It could happen. It could. Uh, I tried to go to the Apollo and see him, but it, it was sold out real quick. Um, yeah. I don't like the fact that his album's on Tidal right now. I refuse <laughs> to go to Tidal. I like the element it. of surprise, though. I do. I do. I do. But I don't have Tidal. I'm a, you know, I, unless <laughs> I have a, I, Apple Music, and I'm not going to subscribe to both to do it. Um, okay. So I'll wait for it to be released. But definitely that album, always in my in my hands. Mm -hmm. Um Ghostface Iron Man album. Yeah. Is so is one of the best Wu Tang mm. um albums. I'm a big Wu Tang. That's my group. You got try I, I got Wu Tang. That's I can I, go I, I, I love Wu Tang too, but like I, I just have to be in a mood to listen no, to yeah, Wu Tang. No, me too. <laughs> I, I gotta be angry. Um, yes, but, right. But, yeah, but I those first five albums, Method Man, RZA Oh mm. Dirty, those like the mm -hmm. first five classic albums are just mm. landmarks in my life. Um, and I'm, you know, my favorite person of all time is, is RZA. Um, yeah. I always wanted to be the RZA. Uh, <laughs> I just always wanted to be him behind the scenes, helping other people get to where they want to go. Look at I, you that, now. That's, I know, which is funny. And, and you and Julianne over at Dash Radio are the people that, wow, that's what I want to do. Uh, sometime Aww. later in my life so thank you so well, much well when for, you're in like, Kuwait I would love to have I'm you going, on my radio show I'm like let's make this Kuwait. happen I'm going to yeah. Kuwait I just gotta yes. get my passport but I'm going <laughs> um, um, what has been some of the struggles with getting on the air or what some of the, the things that have been like wow this is difficult I have to navigate this I'm um, being on the radio female um, yeah I think the female is not so much of an issue anymore it was when I first started but right now like having to um, explain my passion in Arabic you know there are just some terms that are really really difficult to 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 just the, explain right like, I speak Arabic yeah, I speak Arabic fluently. Obviously, it's my mother mother tongue. But like at the same time, uh, there are just some things that I explain better in English. You know, yeah. like especially when you're talking about production style or, or like tools and and different sounds and and, and yeah. verses and this and that. Like it's very hard the, to the, the language of hip hop is created in English. So how do you yeah. convert that with the same? definition I mean, in a different language i can see that because those those words like are very very specific yeah, yeah. but but i see with like all the arabic rap that we have in our region it kind of it, it helps it's, right yeah. it helps people understand the vocabulary like if I make getting there yeah like if i help make comparisons or if i play a little bit of this and a little bit of that to kind of see the juxtaposition between uh what's going on in the west and what's going on here uh, people kind of understand it better. Like they understand the the, yeah. the story better. They understand the the behind the scenes, the, yeah. the production. So yeah, and I, I'm a Latino uh, male, and mm -hmm. I and I listen to a ton of uh, Latin, Latino, Spanish uh, language music. Ton, probably mm -hmm. way more than English. Even though I wow. I do an English show, mm -hmm. I have like even Spanish Latin hip hop is is vastly different. 
Um, oh no, for sure. And, but I do find the the language, my, my as you say, your mother language, uh-huh. my mother language, um, to be so much more intimate mm-hmm. than exactly. English. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, and I just I I'm not so good. Like you're proficient in in both your language. I'm not. Uh, I did, my mom was an immigrant who came from Nicaragua over here, but right. she practiced learning her English on me and, uh-huh. my, and my brothers. So our Spanish is not was never developed into the point where we needed it to be because yeah. I grew up in Brooklyn. She grew up uh-huh. in Nicaragua. She was practicing English on us, so she would just talk to us on English mm-hmm. and I would put things together. So I would speak my Spanish very awkwardly and very Nurican and uh-huh. they're like but you're Spanish Daniel you're, you're, you're Latino <laughs> I'm like yeah but I didn't grow up that way yeah I like grew I grew up, up in an English speaking household too so my, my dad used to speak to us in English my mom spoke to us in Arabic but I spent a lot of time around my dad when I was growing up so um, I, I spoke a lot of English and there came a point where he'd actually tell me like hey if you start speaking in Arabic I will pay you. Like I, every time you say something in Arabic as opposed to English or try to translate it, I will compensate you. And and that's how I used to save up money for my album. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Yeah. We had, we had I I worked at an early age since 14. I was always working and I, I, I shit you not. All I did was my money was buy music. That's Seriously. all I ever did. And that's all here, I did. I, all I, I went to the city, there was like a Virgin Records and a H... BM Fancy HMV, yeah, yeah. HMV. There you go. Uh, uh, Howard Records, Record Tower. Hey, that's super fancy. Yo. We yeah. didn't have any of oh, that yeah, growing well, up. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, the globalization of New York City. But I would go to the city on my own at 14 years old with $120 in my pocket, uh-huh. and I would put on the the listening stations. Yeah. And I would just listen to albums all day long. And at the end of the day, I was uh, with $120, I could buy this album, this album, this album, and this album, this album. But I didn't like this album, but I want to get it. So I got it. Was, that's what I did. That's what I did. So I accrued stacks and stacks and stacks of tapes before CDs came out big. I, yeah. I still have them. Then I, got I still have them too. CDs. No one's going to know what these memories are like because everything's oh. so digital now and like. Technology yeah, the, the is all over the place. Of having a tape and then the tape getting stuck in the walk. And then you have and to take the pencil and the yeah. pencil and rewind it. And then exactly. when I, I listened to the first side, then I got to school, so I made sure I fast forward it so when I came out of school <laughs> I was ready to go. Um and that's exactly. why I like the tribe album. Mm-hmm. There's a side A and a side B. And that's mm-hmm. a throwback to tapes. Exactly. That's what they were doing. Like this Aww. is supposed to consume from track one to track eight, that's side A. Track uh, one and eight from side B. Uh, mm-hmm. So that people may not even catch that reference, but that was supposed to be done as a tape. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that little thing right there, it was ingenious to me. Um, <laughs> and I listened it to that way. So track one and track eight, I listened to it in the morning. And then mm-hmm. after work, I'll do track one, track eight on the second side of the new Tribe album. Nice. A lot of people don't know that. And yeah. It's, it's interesting stuff. The, the, so. the, the new album is really nicely done. Like, I love the way it's just put together. It's, like, it's yeah. very cohesive. It tells a story. Like, that's that's the integrity of a Tribe album. Like, it and hasn't been it's still a Tribe lost. album. It sounds yeah. like a Tribe album. Exactly. It's a little more modernized. And the use of Busta on the album was... And Consequence. Oh, my and, God. It's so... The way he throws oh in a solid yes. world sound was... Man. voice and everything about it was expertly done 
And so I don't want to hear no more trap or mumble. <laughs> you can have your single, you can have your little dances, you can have your little challenges. But when you put together from point A to point B, a mm -hmm. solid album that you can listen to continuously without skipping, and we perfect. can really move the culture. Yeah. Yeah, man. Q Tip and Fife and everyone associated with that was awesome, awesome. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was seamless, right? Like it, it, yep. it brought hip hop, hip hop back right where it needs to be. After I feel years and years of it just going off on the wrong direction, like the train falling off the track, and then here comes this album, and it's like, no, wait, this is the direction that we need to be moving towards. Absolutely. It was just perfect. Uh, Beyonce, um, case <laughs> you hear this, um, you can find me at the Crush A Lot Podcast, <laughs> gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Facebook. Get at him, B. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I rub feet. I, I'll, I'll change diapers. We're, we're, You're crazy. We're, we're close to the same age. You're crazy. I would, I would, it's, I would give you my number, but I don't want no one to show up to my house <laughs> who are suspicious men. If anybody out there knows Beyonce, uh, please let crush know, a please. lot. Crush definitely crush <laughs> a lot. Is looking to get her. Um, and all that good stuff. I want to mm -hmm. thank our guests uh, for coming on. You can find thank her you. at eighty-eight point FM uh, over in Kuwait. Uh, if you, you are interested in connecting, follow me on Twitter. Her, her, <laughs> follow her on Twitter, uh, Pink Elephant seventy-three. If you want her to DJ, if you want to get some information, if you want to connect with her, listen. You you hear it now. You have someone <laughs> who knows what they're talking about. Get Thank her you at so her, much, Cheese. At her business email, dj.bonita73 at gmail.com. <laughs> um, look her up, spread the word. As soon as we You're get information best. about the best hip hop music coming out of Kuwait, we're going to set that up for everybody. We'll give you a link. We'll probably do Oh, a for sure. No, no, we're definitely setting that up, Cheese. We'll like, it's got to up. happen. And we're going to bring you back. We do have a summer plan for a female only conversation yeah. no no men's allowed with I'll Kanye probably West. be in Brooklyn by then so we can oh, probably have like a live we can do that sip. live, live oh, yes I better get that studio ready uh, we'll yes. bring some wine and we'll bring some food then, <laughs> I, then I gotta come to that forget about that <laughs> Beyonce if you wanna come you're welcome to do that um, come meet with us for sure this is your host T shout out to Cali West and everyone being on the show it's been an amazing 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 ride uh Thank DJ. you so much. 783.88.8 FM, Big Cheese. You're the best, Cheese. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next Know where Dubai is. Mishala Khalij, the Sheikh Zayed. You already know the Arabs got talent. If it's fatal, turn it up. Um Kelthum, fair enough. That's a classic. This is what it sounds like in Arabia before and after this rap. Tebi Hindi, Tebi Afriqi, Tebi Arabi, Tebi Amriki. Hello, Bangkok. Bye bye, London. We did how the same for the culture, not the paycheck. California, El Joe Landini, Telephony. Hello, hello, is this Yakub Humble? I do, we want a miracle. Go look! Yeah.
back up when they gather. I'm a man, can change the whole world, not the weather, but I let it rain. No umbrella, yalla, yalla hayya, marhaba, hello wallah, salam to everyone. Habibti is what I would say to my women. I swear, ain't no limit to love. I ain't tripping. Might look as fresh as Aladdin. I ain't him. Might go to Sugal Hamam, but I'm fishing. Love Suriyo Lebanon. Great Egyptian vibes. Indescribable art, huh? Halloween. Taibin. Legendary like Ismaili Asin. In America with an Arabian dream. We in this earth for the same thing. Allah Kareem. Allah Kareem. 